Venturesome is a business online radio with weekly programs focused on the 21st century's entrepreneurs who are daring, innovative, broke, smart, ambitious, and building tomorrow's brands and businesses regardless of the risk, their complicated lives, love life, sex, and situationships wherever in the world they find themselves. Venturesome Radio will engage experts, thriving entrepreneurs, and even consumers in life-changing and exclusive business conversation on how to build, start, grow, and earn with your business the way you've never heard before. Join the show every Friday at 5 p.m. GMT. Thanks for joining me for today's episode of The Business of Doing Business. For our episode today, we are assessing business situations in Nigeria. We would also be looking at a few more African startup and MSMEs country hotspots and to understand the general African business conditions in future episodes. So don't miss an episode if you are looking forward to setting up businesses in African countries or needing some insights on African business conditions or current situations. So follow us anywhere you get your Venturesome Radio shows at Venturesome Radio and do remember also to rate or review our show and subscribe as well. So general business conditions globally have dwindled like nothing. I mean, nothing our generation and millennial have seen before. I mean, I haven't seen anything as worse as this. I mean, I've seen some economic um, recessions and all that, but this is beyond what I have I have witnessed before. Um, looking at my age, <laughs> at my age, really. Um, so it has been a great deal of businesses shutting down, um, going into bankruptcy, laying off employees, and what have you. I mean, just not a pleasant business situations globally. Um, African countries amid the COVID have also suffered worse compared to other countries due to our developing economies. So our economies, I mean, we don't have much already, and then we're losing the little that we have. So things aren't that favorable um, for developing um, African countries. But that being said, businesses seem to be picking up, really. Um, And um, businesses are improving their um, continuity strategies and activities to match up with the developed world. Um, as to how they are maximizing recovering opportunities, especially small businesses and SMEs and startups and all that, it's for them to share with us, right? So we will get a few small businesses to share their recovering journeys with us in later episodes. Okay, so here we go. Um, Emmanuel Adele is from Nigeria. Um, he joins me today to have this necessary talk on the topic assessing business situations in Nigeria. Welcome, Emmanuel, to the business of doing business on Venturesome Radio. I want my listeners to know a little about you and your background and what you do. So if you could kindly share a little about yourself with us, and then we get right into today's discussion. 
in your court, Emmanuel. Tell us a bit about yourself. My name is Etunolua Emmanuel Adele. I am a business development expert operating here in Nigeria, a lead consultant at Brandes Team Solutions. Uh, what I do basically is help businesses take their brands to the next level using cutting-edge uh, brand development strategies. Uh, work with SMEs, I work with uh, young entrepreneurs who are passionate about uh, business and really care about uh, doing their businesses differently, you know, beyond the average. Yeah, so basically, that's me. Amazing, Emmanuel. Thank you. Um, I just love it when I hear entrepreneurs influencing um, small business development and growth and their profitability with their industry insights and and their know-how, um, creating infinite solutions to their business problems. I just love it. Um, but on that note, um, tell us what is the current business environment is like um, amid the COVID in Nigeria. I mean, how is business thriving um, in the current um, pandemic situation? Uh, yeah, well, it's, it's for me, from my point of view, it's, it's business as usual. Uh, it's, there's no much difference because uh, most businesses I've seen, apart from the convention, which is wear no mask, uh, every company now has, you know, sanitizer and a running tap, you know, uh, a running tap water. You know, some somewhere at the entrance of their premises, you know, those are the convention and not really uh, much difference. That is in terms of organizations structurally adjusting to the COVID, uh, the post-COVID nineteen realities. Uh, generally, when we when it comes to the uh, the overall processes of business and. Uh, its effects on the market. I think uh, for me, one of the striking things that one of the most notable things, you know, uh, about the COVID-19 impact on businesses uh, generally is the fact that uh, everybody's trying to make excuses. Everybody's trying to make ex excuses, you know, with the COVID-19 realities and trying to blow up their prices and trying to you know uh, make it look like their business had become more difficult even though clearly it's not really like that much difficult you know uh, of course during the lockdown and when the whole thing was still was still strict it's uh, it's quite you could it's it's difficult then but now you know nobody really cares like i said it's not like anybody is doing anything spectacular other than wearing nose mask and uh you know using hand sanitizer <laughs> so uh for me it's kind of business as usual you know except that everybody's trying to you know blow up prices you know 
there is actually no economic base for the kind of uh, inflated prices we've got right now you know there's, there's no economic basis it's just sentiment and people trying to take advantage of the situation so yeah it's uh makes yeah basically that's it for me so how would you say the covid um has impacted business situations in nigeria generally how how has the covid impacted business situations yeah covid yeah like i said earlier that uh, it's kind of business as usual when it comes to the structural operation of businesses uh, and how it has impacted businesses is you know in the, in the b2b you know setting that is the business to business setting when a business has to do deal with the business you know they are complicating the whole thing making it look like it's more difficult now doing business during the covid you know era uh, though there are some there are some sectors some industry that are really really affected you know by covid 19 and it has really changed the way the business really operates you know the the airline sector for for an instance you know badly hit by the covid 19 and uh most of them had to shut down for a long period of time you know uh you know until recently that they had to you know come back on and so basically it has affected you know uh pricing it has affected uh you know uh the transportation sector as well you know i'm talking about the local trans transportation sector now you know also uh affected you know because before covid they could you know pick up three persons on a row but now they have to do two or one you know that means that they have to charge more and uh, because they can't carry the normal number of people they 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 used to carry they used to transit same with the you're going with with an aircraft you know so basically it has affected uh businesses in terms of costs you know and in terms of production you know so the margin is really broad and that had affected the demand you know of their services and products and uh so it's it's kind of a ripple effect of uh a ripple effect created by restrictions and how these restrictions affect prices and demand you know so yeah basically that's it but things are still going on basic things are still being sought after desperately by people like food people still go to restaurants eating pizzas and all of that you know and uh yeah it's it's just about the prices for me uh, i think that's one of the major uh prices and demands because the demands are kind of low now on most of the sectors you know and also the prices so i can't really tell which is the cost and which is the effect 
whether it's the price that is the cost and then demand low demand is the effect or low demand is the cost and you know high price is is the effect but i think they are interwoven and they are really uh interconnected sort of so yeah basically that for me that's how covid has had impacted situations in nigeria well said um quite a lot said there um with regards to pricing oops <laughs> i think it's a situation everywhere i mean it's a problem everywhere especially with the transportation um pricing um it's everywhere i mean ghana has been i mean we've been constantly complaining um why um you could have um a transportation fare increase today and then before you wake up the next morning you just have another one i mean it's 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 a problem everywhere in africa um i think it is and um with a pricing problem um talking about the cost and effect i think it's both in in two scenarios um whether it's demand influencing pricing or pricing influencing demand i think it's a a situational pricing strategy or mechanism there um it's not a demand per se but um businesses are capitalizing on the current situation to influence pricing uh, in a situation where you can't really be certain um of businesses tomorrow obviously you would want to cut your costs um or future rates or future debts in the future um so you you do them now then wait till till you get there and then not be able to um have anything to do at all so i think with the product and services area um um some um companies actually even hold um on the products and even um increase uh, like you said increase the prices um so that they can be able to make amends you know with some deficits and all that um so um <laughs> actually i think consumers are also being smart around those um those pricing situations um so some consumers would make purchasing decisions knowing the situations whether whether it's um high pricing lower in between they definitely would make um purchasing decisions because it, if the product is a necessity you don't have a choice but where there are options for consumers consumers would make optional purchasing decisions i mean they would look at other options where um prices are stable or prices are favorable for them they would look at other options so i think you 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 right on point um you you nailed it right on point there um but the pricing situation i think is a general situation in in africa um, because in ghana it, it is a persistent um problem especially when it comes to the transportation um services it's it's nothing we can even handle at all um so to move forward um how are smes and msmes and startups and small businesses coping with a general business environment how difficult is is it um looking at the pricing situation you just mentioned how are they really coping with general business um environment yeah smes and small businesses uh i don't think um coping is yeah coping it's 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 a good word i think they are trying to survive as well because like i've said earlier uh 
there's there's a there's a mix between there's there's a mix going on between uh low price i mean uh, low demand and high price you know a lot of people are not demanding you know these services and products the way they used to because number one there's no much money coming in you know a lot of them were laid off a lot of the markets the majority of the uh, consumers were uh, were were laid off from work some of them had not gotten salary you know for a long time there's no really uh, that free huge money circulating any longer and everybody's just trying to uh, focus on what's important you know so those unnecessary things people used usually you know spend their money on back then people are much more careful with their finances now and that it's that is a big blow on small businesses you know that thrives on some of the uh uh that thrives on the spending <laughs> spending uh habits of this consumers you know so coping i think uh the ones i've been able to observe are just trying to work around prices work around value proposition work around uh solving real problems you know uh in the way that shows that they care about their their consumers you know yeah especially you know uh in the post-covid uh, realities you know showing that this 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 a connection between the clients uh the consumers and the and, and the brand you know yeah um, so i get i get the understanding of um how the smes in nigeria are actually coping uh, with general business environment i think it's it's actually a very um, good strategy for businesses to um have um their consumers and clients um um in consideration in whatever they do i mean it's quite very important to um, to consider them, you know, to help them in mind and um, whatever business decisions you are taking made the COVID. I mean, it's key to actually factor um, your consumers and your targets um, potentials into um, into your business and major business decisions because without them, I mean, staying afloat will be quite difficult. Um, that being the case, um, I know you said a, uh, you said a bit earlier on from the beginning, um, but I still really want to understand what um, the actual business situation um, is in, in Nigeria at the moment. So if you could still briefly tell us a bit about the actual business situations currently in Nigeria. Business situation, business situation, the actual business situation is uh, business as usual, yeah, in terms of how most of the companies work, engage their internal activities and affairs, you know, I don't see companies really adhering to the post-COVID restrictions and precautions, rather, 
you know so structurally and operationally you know it's still the same you know the but uh, like i you know had said there is uh this low demand you know due to the fact that there's no much money you know with people you know to to go for some services and products they they did all this control and uh, this uh, low demand had affected you know a lot of businesses and the cost for delivering services and products now is higher and uh, businesses have to look for a way you know to deal with that you know in terms of uh servicing the low demand you know with competitive prices you know and values so yeah it's quite hedgy quite rough for many businesses now you know but it's people are adjusting you know both the consumers and the and the manufacturers or service providers are, are adjusting you know to the reality you know yeah thank you um for throwing some light on the actual um business situation once again in nigeria um Emmanuel, um that was quite um uh, revealing um i appreciate the perspective you shared um, let's talk about business support from government. I mean, here in Ghana, we have the government supporting SMEs with some capitals and grants to support their activities. Um, while we're still looking at um, um, helping um, the economy to recover, because majorly um, SMEs are the backbones of, of, of many economies. Um, so an attempt to help them back on their feet uh, was what the government did by um, trying to give out some grants um, to SMEs. I don't know really, <laughs> I don't really know the impact of it at the moment, but did the small business sector um, in Nigeria have any privileges of recovery support or some grants from, from the government? Was there anything like that? If, if there is, kindly share with us. Recovery support, uh, Nigerian government set up a survivor fund, what they call the survivor fund, which is meant to give soft landing to small businesses, you know, like to take care of some of their uh, basic, you know, uh, operational costs you know like salary payments you know and i think that was done on paper i've, I've not really seen any implementation on that you know so yeah there's there's a provision for it but I, it's it's has not really been implemented you know such that anyone could benefit from it you know, and if it had been implemented, definitely, as usual, the politicians have sat on it. So, yeah, nothing, really, I would say. 
that must be such a blow to many um, small businesses in, in Nigeria then. Um, I mean, that's not even new. What am I saying? It's not even new in Africa. I mean, governments um, creating exceptional, you know, exceptional developmental ideas on papers, but citizens never, ever get to see the reality of, of those ideas or least even experience any of them. They are all just fascinating. I mean, just fascinating ideas, for God's sake. So then back again, putting pressure on businesses to do the impossible to survive. I mean, if the economy is not favorable, how do businesses thrive? How do they grow? How, how do they stay profitable? That said, um, I'm imagining the true state of business activities right now in Nigeria. Um, it's not even better here in Ghana, I might say, but I'm just curious to know what's the true state of business activities in Nigeria because that is different from business situations. You know, do you care to share a bit about what the actual business, um, um, true state of business activities in Nigeria is? The true state of businesses, yeah, it's same. Uh, there's a there's a big tussle between low demand and high price, and uh, customers. I mean, businesses trying so hard, you know, to be relevant you know to the consumers because now the consumers are very careful about what they spend their little money on there's no such money there's no much money you know with them now and uh everything is highly inflated you know so it's it's really something that it it takes a lot for a consumer to decide to spend their money on certain things now so businesses are trying as much as they can you know to ensure that they are they are at least on the top five of the scale of preference of the consumers so yeah basically that's it you know so people are more uh, uh, concerned about those services and goods and products that really really matter to their survival now you know it doesn't mean that people are still not uh, going out to have fun you know to enjoy themselves relax you know that's uh, still going on on a very huge scale you know so those are the benefiting hands at the you know the the sectors that has to do with relaxation, feeding, and all of that. I think those those folks are still, you know, making as much. Except, you know, during the time when just a few months back, back when there were restrictions on relaxation centers, you know, when we were trying to control crowd clustering, you know, at certain places, you know. So, but basically generally it's not it's not it's not as usual it's not as usual you know so brands are trying they're fighting so hard for relevance in 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 the decision making mix of the consumers
you are definitely right there, um, Emmanuel. Um, a friend finally said um to me the other day, um, that people have money. He said, people have money. How many people have money? <laughs> Folks are traveling, having good times and good fun. When people tell you they don't have money or there is no money, how many don't believe them? As ridiculous as he sounded. Um, see, there are some huge truth in there. People do have money. I mean, the rich are getting richer by the day and the poor, poorer by the day. So you mentioned consumers um, now knowing what to buy because many don't actually have the money in reality. And while consumers have become discerning and very intelligent, making better um, decisions regarding uh, brand choices, better services and products, and and how even how business businesses and brands perceive them, you know. So consumers these days know better, and trying to reduce um, cost of living. Um. So if you are a business doing less for your customers, you are definitely or even about going out of business. You know the pandemic has improved their purchasing decisions and spending rates so how are businesses staying afloat i mean with the challenges of consumers knowing better now and businesses also knowing that they have to do better um so there's a competition between the consumer and the um the brands um so how are businesses staying afloat so you might not kindly hold on to your thoughts on that question right now um let's take a very quick break and then we'll get back to the question um where you get to share your views about what businesses can do or are doing to stay afloat in the nigeria um, business environment so we'll be right back after the break You are listening to The Business of Doing Business on Venturesome Radio. Hello business owners and entrepreneurs. Are you looking for a solid business show to advertise your products or services to cross audience around the world? The Venturesome Radio, an online business radio talk show, is now accepting ads and other features on our show this is an available ad slot if you are interested in working with us to have your ads played on the venturesome radio to our numerous listeners across the globe get talking to us at venturesome radio at gmail.com venturesome radio at gmail.com or call us on 0593158837 0593158837. And if you are outside Ghana, do up the code plus two three three. We look forward to working with you to reach your business goals. Welcome to today's motivation segment of the week. For today's motivation of the week is a quote from Richard Branson. Business opportunities are like buses. There is always another one coming. Richard Branson. And that will be all for today's motivation segment of the week.
You are listening to the business of doing business on Frenchosome Radio. Welcome back to the business of doing business on Frenchosome Radio. My name is Harmony Atise, and I'm with my guest from Nigeria, Emmanuel Adele. So, Emmanuel. We are back. <laughs> we are back on course to the discussion. Um, so I'm just going to go straight forward to ask the question before the break. What are businesses doing to stay afloat amid the COVID and the business situations um, globally? What are businesses really doing in Nigeria to stay afloat? Yeah, businesses, they are trying to balance their finances. They're trying to balance their prices and their costs of production. I think that's what uh, most businesses are doing now they're trying to strike that balance you know between the costs of them producing or delivering their services and the the price you know they they are giving out to their to their customers you know so yeah i think uh they are creating and proposing values you know that are really relevant to people here so that's that has been the strategy you know that has been the strategy um well said um well said on how businesses um can actually stay afloat or what they are doing um to stay afloat in the nigerian market um but are there any continuity um, strategies SMEs can employ at the moment um, to manage um, the current situation? Um, looking at um, the business situation and activities right now, um, what do you think um, could be or can be um, some of the continuity strategies SMEs can actually employ? Well, continuity strategy for SMEs should basically be consumer or customer customer orientation. You know, that is the entire business processes of their brands should be anchored by customer orientation, by the needs of the customers. You know, they want to be much more realistic with their realistic with their value proposition or and their value development, product development, and all of that. So it's important that customer orientation is what anchors the entire business processes. With customer orientation being the anchor, that is understanding exactly what the needs of the customers are right now, you know, without being too attached to their products and services and then imposing it on people, you know, who have very little money to spare now. So it's important that the understanding of what the customer really needs becomes the anchor of their business processes. You know, that way they can really connect the customer at the level that the customers really are when it comes to their finances, their emotions, and their, psych- their psychology generally. So if that, if SMEs can do that, you know, I think they will be able to really push out stuffs that people really want to spare their money for.
you know so it's if that is not done a lot of them will, will fizzle out because like i said earlier there's a big you know battle going on between low demand and and inflation you know and then the third the third element in the mix is uh, the costs of producing or delivering service really high now okay um so let's talk a bit about the nigerian economy in general i mean we can't have this discussion without considering the economy in general so how favorable is the economy of nigeria for smes and small business owners how favorable is the economy okay basically there's nothing i would say really fascinating about uh, or favorable for smes and small businesses in the nigerian economic mix now i think it really favors the big businesses more uh, because they are the one who have access to the politicians that have access to the money you know and uh, the facilities as well so power supply is zero you know road network is zero as well and then uh, the business environment generally you know that could attract investors foreign investors that uh, might be of help to these SMEs. The fact that these SMEs are, you know, uh, based in Nigeria or domiciled in Nigeria makes it quite, you know, unattractive to foreign investors. So it's a struggle for, for small businesses. You know, it's a struggle for small businesses and it's, it, just have, it just has to be about them being tenacious, being, you know, uh, opportunistic and uh, open-minded to the needs of the customers the real needs of the customers because the market is there actually the market is there we have 200 million people over 200 million people that want lots of things you know so it's it's really about them being customer oriented other than that the economy is frowning really at them Tell me about power supply. Um, I totally um, resonate with that. Um, it's quite persistent here as well. I mean, we recently went through um, power shortage um, um, schedules. Um, I mean, you just be there and the power is gone and you can't even work. You can't even do anything now. So um, that as much said, um, the struggles for small businesses is very real. I mean... And I like the fact that you said it's a, a survival of the fittest, not in exact words that you put it, but I mean, it's a survival of the fittest out there. You have to be tenacious, like you said. Um, I'm going to add a few. You need to be consistent as well and and also be strategic and innovative to win. I mean, those things are key. And I like the fact that you mentioned that the markets need to be available. That's apt for me because... When there is a market, it means that there is an opportunity for brands and businesses to create products and services to serve that niche. You know, unlike when there is no market at all, then 
there, there is no case or there's nothing to even discuss or there's nothing to even um put out there as a business so it is very important because um i think that um i don't know um it's it's worth time you know africa um gets there i mean it's 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 long overdue you know i'm very hopeful um if not our generation then probably the next generation can do something you know about um where africa gets to <laughs> i mean i don't have any much faith uh, left in the current uh, uh the older generation um, because i think that seriously um we need aggressive um uh kind of leaders um selfless leaders um to be able to take us there to take africa into a developed um continent or something um so like you said um there needs to be a market you know um and the market being available um there is an economy to actually boost it um so is the economy recovering from the covid impact in nigeria i mean in ghana here i would say that we are in the recovering phase um so um i don't know about nigeria um even though i've spoken to a few friends there but um what exactly is is the situation in nigeria are you is is the economy recovering at this moment well recovery wise is the economy recovering i would say yes because it's uh, it's not as difficult as it was for most businesses you know <clears throat> And the cost for getting services and, and products are not as terrific as they used to be. So, uh, and the inflation rate is going down gradually. So yeah, it's there's a recovery going on, you know, and clearly, yeah. So now let's move um, away from recovery. Um, what are the business prospects post covid in nigeria does it look promising or is it still going to be the same issues we are seeing now or you think that um nigeria business environment has um, some good prospects for businesses to thrive post covid well lots of uh, prospects for businesses during this post covid era it's uh I mean, one of the fascinating things is that the, the COVID-19, you know, had given us some perspectives we never had, you know. Now people can, companies can, you know, break the structural barriers and, you know, break the barriers of space and time, you know, by having their workers work remotely, you know, and uh, thereby cutting operational costs and, uh limiting the level of restrictions they have when it comes to the barrier of space and time so that for me it's something that if we can leverage if businesses can leverage on they can optimize their performances and they can actually really you know uh reduce the costs of delivering their services you know uh it's even giving us the opportunity now to uh to integrate technology into what we do which makes our work faster and more much more efficient you know so for me that's the 
the the the COVID nineteen that really sped up our our integration processes, the rate at which we integrate technology into what we do, you know, because uh, now we have seen that physically humans are not really, 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 really so needed in these workplaces. And then what we are starting to look at is how we can use technology to bridge that gap, uh, which would cause a ripple effect of high performance for us because machines would always you know, be more efficient, you know, they would always deliver more. So it's not like uh, humans are being ruled out, but then it's putting technology in its place, in its rightful place, and then putting humans too in their right, rightful place. So businesses can achieve so much more, you know, with the same amount of time available before the, the COVID-19 era. So yeah, that's basically one of the prospects you know now technology has more rooms you know to to be a part of our workforce culture and processes i love what you just shared i really love what i'm hearing that's quite a lot of good prospects uh, to look forward to within the nigeria sme industry and oh my god the financial technology, I mean, that industry is booming, you know. You know that fintech um, is a future, right? Um, I'm even thinking <laughs> of exploring that fastest growing industry in the future, even though the future is now, right? Um, and I think that the Indians are making hell of a wave. I mean, they are everywhere in the fintech industry at the moment. They are leading, they are winning big time. You would not miss a chance to see them anywhere. Literally, they are everywhere. And that's that's amazing for them. I mean, it's a good opportunity for their youth because seriously, that country really needs to come true as soon as possible. And on that amazing prospect you shared um, for Nigerian SME industry, um, can you share briefly with us some few SME brands that are staying afloat or trying to do their best amid the business challenges in Nigeria? Well, uh, SME brands, a lot of SME brands are surviving the post-COVID, you know, especially the post-COVID era had really been a blessing, you know, as all of us know. It's looked like it's a curse on the humanity, but then it's opened our eyes to some amazing things. And uh, rather than, it's about perspectives, you know. Lots of SMEs are doing really well, surviving through it all, you know, especially the fine tech guys. You know, those guys are really doing well. As, you know, the COVID-19, you know, situation had really drawn our attention as a, as a race, you know, to technology. And those sectors that really drive on technology are really, you know, making, you know, they, they are really surviving, not just surviving, but also thriving, you know, in the midst of COVID-19, post-COVID-19 error. That is when Paystack, you know, a fine tech, you know, uh, company in Nigeria, sued a deal of $200 million, you know, and you can see the like of flutter waves also making waves you know coming up with different viable solutions you know that 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 um 
uh, are taking their businesses to the next level. The other sector that are really surviving and having a bloom right now is the agricultural sector. The guys is also doing amazingly well. You know, I know one in Ibadan, Nigeria, uh, Farm Connects, Nigeria. Uh, it's doing amazing well. It's an agricultural investment company, you know, that uh, survived through the COVID-19 era and still thriving in the post-COVID-19 era. So it's, uh, these are businesses that when you look at it, really, these are businesses that are riding on the wings of technology. So like I said earlier, the companies, the firms that would really be, you know, surviving this uh, era are companies that are customer oriented and also technological driven. So it's, uh, it's, it's, it's as basic as that, you know, because the post-COVID-19 reality is about technology, is about humans integrating technology into what they do and also analyzing the core human needs and then businesses keying into those uh, core human needs, connecting into this reality so it's just about that so with that you know small businesses can can survive look into how technology can influence and impact the entire business processes and how that business process can be hankered by customer orientation knowing the true needs of the customers Absolutely agree with that 100%. Um, Post-COVID is a blessing in disguise indeed. Um, I mean, I can agree in alerts on businesses serving the core needs of customers. It's an era of human-based services and products. I keep telling my clients, keep telling um, um, anybody that runs a business that, see, you need to have human-based services, you know. Um, that's the only way. Um, you can actually succeed. Um, considering and factoring um, customer's perspective into brand's priority, it's, it's also key. Uh, we've had a very good conversation or discussion. Um, it's, it's been insightful as well and revealing. Um, so give us your final words, Itunyulua. <laughs> I mean, I really have been wanting to mention that name so bad, Itunyulua. I don't know if I got it right, but so take us home. Share your final words with us. Well, final words, final words, final words, final words. Okay, I I would say what I, would, I, I always love to tell folks when I have encounter with them, that business is not a charge play. I think it's important that all of us know that a lot of strategy has to be put into the business to make it work. It has to be knowledge driven, not emotions driven, not sentiment driven. And I think that's the gap we need to bridge in Africa when it comes to doing business, not just in Africa, but in every part of the world. You know, it has to be, your, your business has to be driven on knowledge, not on sentiments, not on emotions. I think that's the key. So whatever business you're engaged in, whatever sector you operate in, make sure that you are driving, the solar engine driving your business is knowledge.
and that involves you engaging experts. You know, it saves it's, it saves saves you a lot of stress, a lot of resources and energy. You know, so uh, yes, yes, that's it. Any business can can be a success if it is driven on knowledge. And yeah, post COVID nineteen, Hera is an opportunity for us as business people. You know, to grow, to integrate with technology and to connect with the core human needs. Yeah, and with that, we will be fine. Yes, I think this is a transformation. This is a transition going on. And this is about humans going to the next level. Thank you very much. Thank you. I mean, that was really beautiful. Um, what can I say? Um, business knowledge and sector-specific or sector-driven insights are key to business development and business growth. I mean, you can't just be out there building businesses without knowledge, without sector insights, without market niche insights, without knowing your consumers or your targets. I mean, you need the knowledge to succeed. Um, what a way to end this episode. Business isn't built on sentiments. Or hope, like I always say, hope is never a strategy for business growth and success. Nothing more to add. So on that note, thanks for joining me for today's episode of the business of doing business on Ventures on Radio. Thank you so much, Etiunulua Emmanuel Adele from Nigeria. It's been a pleasure. thankful that you joined me for today's episode of the business of doing business on ventures on radio i mean i'm beginning to love how that sounds <laughs> it's been an insightful discussion with Emmanuel Abdel from nigeria who helped us to get a better understanding of the current business situations in nigeria many thanks Emmanuel, for joining us all the way from nigeria Omo Ninja, <laughs> African to the world people. Um, so if you loved the discussion, kindly do rate and subscribe to our show. You can also send in your thoughts through voice messages by clicking the link in the episode caption to send in your views. Please don't forget to subscribe. Well, it's been a well spent Friday for me. I mean, I totally enjoy my Fridays all the time with you guys listening to me sharing your thoughts and your views and my guests uh, who come on the show sometimes um, to share their insightful opinions as well so let's make the weekend even better have a fantastic weekend it's a bye
Thank you.